Snatch, episode 88. Whisper in your lover's ear. Text the Soundhawk, 303-548-6877. Soundhawk, do you lay eggs? I know, I don't lay eggs. You don't lay eggs? I'm a, I'm a male. You sure about that? I'm pretty sure. I beg to differ. You're very sensitive. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Three eggs per day for 117 years. You're just going right in. Welcome to the show. Hi, everybody. Three eggs per day for 117 years. Is that some sort of Dante's vision of purgatory? No. Sit with me for a moment. Were you scratching your ass? I'm 116 years, and on 27 November, I'll be 117. That's Emma Morano from her room in Verbenia, a town in northern Italy on Lake... Maggiore. Right. This is the world's oldest woman, Josh, and she has a lesson or two for you. That's right. How did she... You go inside her room. Yeah. There's a photograph of her and her doctor, Carlo Bava. What are they holding? Hawk eggs. They're holding eggs. It's the secret to her long life. It appears to be an eschewing all received medical wisdom. I eat two eggs a day and that's it. And cookies. But I do not eat much because I have no teeth, says Emma. Well, hard-boiled eggs are probably good. You can gum You win some, you lose some, right? Yeah. You find the elixir of youth, you lost your teeth. Just not letting it get her down, though. Emma has always eaten very few vegetables, very little fruit. When I met her, she ate three eggs per day, two raw in the morning, and then an omelet at noon and chicken at dinner. Rocky Balboa style. It's two raw in the morning. Take your paleo-fat diets, you just stick them... Into the next century. Yeah, you run them past. Because Emma will uh, still be there. Emma, Emma will still still be there. She may not be thriving. Birthdays aside, Murano is a solitary person, yeah. having left her violent husband in 1938, violent? shortly after the death in infancy of her only son. Mm. Oh, she lived alone, Sad working story. in a factory producing jute sacks. Jute sacks? I don't know what that is. I think it's a type of bag. To support herself, she clung to her independence, only taking on a full-time caregiver last year. What? Yeah. Though she has not left her small two-room apartment for 20 years. What? And has been bedbound for the last year. Oh. While her mind is alert, she is very deaf, speaks with difficulty, and does not see well enough to watch television, spending her time instead either sleeping or snacking. I wonder if she has tinnitus. I'll make it about you. Yep, that's what I'm here for. Snacking, because everybody loves a snack. And sleeping. Sleeping, everybody loves to sleep. At least she can sleep well. Yeah, I mean, that's a pretty good day. You wake up, you snack, you sleep. I just can't imagine. If you're 117 year old, you might be so racked with problems you couldn't even sleep. Yeah, but you can read. She's rolling with it. She's just gnawing on biscuits. Eating eggs. Three. Eating three eggs a day. Well, two a day. Two a day, right? She's doing two a days. Two a days? <laughs> I don't think said? she's doing two a days. <laughs> <laughs> when he met her, she was. So I mean, for... what the fuck? What are we worried about food trends for? I don't know. Again, this just goes back to Stardust and Snowflake. This isn't a prescription type Tyson diet. Diet. It works. It works for Emma. It's the. Tyson There's another guy out there. Diet. Bart Winklemeyer, who is like a hundred and oh fifteen. He lives real? in Lawrence, Kansas, and he eats a pack of hot dogs every day and drinks a two liter of Dr Pepper, and that is it. <sighs> Man, why do we... And he is charging hard, buddy. I mean, I enjoy... We Bart have a, Winklemeyer. We have a, Bart, Remember that Bart. name. I got a nice stock of celery. 
Why don't and you start nice chewing on that hummus dip? Now on, that you're on, on mic. Hey, who made that hummus dip? You. Food should taste good. Oh, food. General Mills. Um, yeah, I mean, it's good. I like it. I eat it. But I'm, I think I'm going to be, I'm going to, done. That's going to be my resolution in 2017. Done. No food guilt, period. Really? I don't give a shit. What's different? You don't give a shit now. <laughs> I've seen your fridge. Uh, I mean, come on. What is not to love about Emma? She, uh. she doesn't go to the doctor. They have to come to her. She's been like three or four procedures in her whole life. She's eating eggs until she's egged in, egg, egg in the face, egged in the face. I like that this, this article, this, uh, whoever wrote this article is like making a big deal out of her, but she doesn't give a fuck. 117, like, yeah, man. 117. She's been in her house yeah. for 20 years. That part's kind of bummer. I mean, I guess. 20 she years? Seems, she seems happy. I wonder what her house looks like. It might have a few piles I can piles see that there's a door there. frame. <laughs> a few piles of stuff. Not, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Of stuff. I think she's crapping on the floor. Well, no, one hoarder to another. How dare you? you know, I have like nothing but respect about Emma. for Emma. I'm pulling. I'm pushing. I'm pulling for her as the show image. I, I know. We'll you see are, how that shakes you are out. Fighting it hard. Well, I mean, she's a lovely lady. Of course she is. She's 117. What have you done? Well, she's got a tumor on her face, and it makes I me think just, of my my dear Grams, oh, who also I'm has sorry. a tumor on her face that she's elected not to. Is that a tumor? Have or is that just, well, it could just be like a, a horn, the scabs or something. It might be a horn. I think that's a horn. People grow horns. Some of these are just growths, but I think the, you, when you get old, you can have a mole that just kind of turns into a horn. Did you know about that? Okay, just... Hey, I, I've heard it can happen in your late 40s. <laughs> oh, shoot. It's a side effect of sorghums. <laughs> I'm growing a horn. Shout Biohazard out. or cookbook, Mark? Mm, Got some me. food safety news here. Are you, no? Did you put this picture in there? Yeah. Yeah, you did. <laughs> this is slanderous. This is like one of the cookbooks in my kitchen, How to Cook Everything Vegetarian by Mark Bittman. I don't have the joy of cooking. I don't have how to cook everything. And meat, there's just a cookbook in this picture just called meat but tell me set it up you, did you, you read this a uk food safety expert says that cookbooks have so much potentially harmful bacteria clinging to their pages that they should be banned from the kitchen according to richard conroy Thanks, or is richard. it richard killjoy exactly home cooks are underestimating the food poisoning dangers posed by simply leafing through their favorite compilation of recipes mm. Mm. tell you what bullshit yeah calling bullshit killjoy i'm with you you can fuck off with this <laughs> flock of useless information. I mean, hey, you're welcome to think what you want to think. Yeah. But you know what? I got bigger problems. Yeah. Maybe don't lick the pages of your cookbooks. Maybe don't try to live in a bubble. Yeah. Oh, you read the you read the comments on this. No, you're, I didn't. You're quoting a commenter. How a, unoriginal. This is a I didn't read the original comments. programming once a week, Mark. I did not read the comments. That sounded suspiciously like one of the comments on I, this article. My hand to God. My hand to Emma. Well, okay, so he recommends that Emma's home cooks my new God, I think. print out the recipe they're planning to use and then throw it away afterwards. So waste so waste paper, wasteful. huh? On the off chance that what? Throw you might get herpes? Consumer culture. Bullshit. I don't think you're worried about herpes. I've been in your kitchen. It's e unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. We're running fast and loose over there. More people these days are using mobile phones, tablets, or laptops in the kitchen to follow online recipes, but Conroy, Killjoy warns that that can be just as dangerous as using contaminated cookbooks. Oh, Killjoy. We often take our smartphones and tablets into the kitchen without running on an antibacterial wipe over them first, he says. Yeah, good. This guy. Swap spit. This guy, Killjoy. Sebum, sebum. Remember last week, Gwyneth? You got to swap the sebums. Oh, boy. 
See, this guy, Killjoy to me, this is pre-podcasting Mark Brush. When I first met you, you were mm, you were true. hand sanitizing everything. Well, like not I was never compulsive. You were about it. to have a child, and I remember sitting in my office, adjacent to yours, frequently just laughing to myself, like, oh, he thinks everything's so clean. Wait till oh, he's got like you knew. Wait till he's got someone <laughs> shitting their pants every day. Well, I you knew that. Know. I knew we could expect that. Oh no, come on. Yeah. And now it's time for in the face. Oh, I'm excited. Week nine. Look, look at the, look at how far in the lead I am now. Good God, man! What's the prize here? I think like 250 bucks. Bu- well, you're taking me out to Sizzler. No. 179.5 points. I have Ditka is driving the bus. Is creeping up with 101. That's good. Good. It's a decent name. I got to tell you too. Oh my God! Look who's in fifth. Amber to balls. Nope, she's in third. Oh, fifth. Put it in my end zone. That's my favorite. So I've started embracing in the face, too. Did I tell you that? Did we talk about this yet? Now when we watch football, I, like, instead of being, like, kind of timid, in the face. Now when something happens, that's all I say. I just go, in the face! And I make Elias and Arius give me high fives as I yell, in the face. So it's becoming a thing. I'm excited All you about meme that. watchers out there, hashtag in the face. Can you uh, self-vine it? Can you flip your camera lens around and vine yourself doing that before oh, it I could goes do it out on our Instagram stories? Okay, that's good too. So, who did I pick this week? Steelers are three point underdogs against the Ravens. Their quarterback has been Rothlfvogel. You're picking the Steelers. Okay. Yeah. Uh, fuck the Ravens. Um, I'm picking the Cowboys. I think they're going to wallop the Be Browns. Careful, man. Although the Browns, did you hear? Bill Belichick traded away like one of his most talented linebackers. I forget the di- his last name's Collins. Because the guy was publicly saying next season he wants Von Miller money. Like he wants to get paid. And Bill Belichick fucking sent him to Cleveland. (laughs) So he left a 7-1 and team and now he's like on an 0-8 team. Wait, they won? They're not 0-8? Cleveland? Yeah. I thought they were 0-8. Yeah. Oh, who's? Oh, 7-1-2-0. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm with you. So, I mean, maybe the Browns will have a little bit of juice. I did not hear that. Now, that's the first thing you've said from all of your sports radio consumption that I've actually enjoyed hearing. Oh, wow. More like that. Okay. Uh, I think the Eagles are going to beat this 2.5 point deficit and keep going. Destroy the Giants. (laughs) (laughs) The the Chargers are going to put a behemoth hurting on the Titans. Oh, it's getting good. And for some reason, this has the Raiders as the one point advantage over the Broncos. Whoa. Take that. I don't think so. Broncos are going to win. Yeah, yeah, no. Take the Broncos. Good call there. I did. I did. And that was... That was in the face! And now, it's time God. Yeah. for the Joan Didion Book Club. <laughs> Maybe we should pause for a second, just reset. <laughs> Go straight in the face to Didion. Yeah. It's a tough transition for some even the veil, professional some podcaster. staggered Such male energy to something a little more useful. All right, well, we're going we're gonna to continue the book club forever, but this week... Talk about two chapters. What are we doing? Five and six. Chapters five and six. In Joan Didion's The Year of Magical Thinking. Then we will give you an interlude, as we love to do now. Oh, yeah. We've got some good interlude for you Curated with care by the Dapper Nag. No, old gay, whoever you are. I'm just me, Mark. I'm just trying to be me. And then after that, four food news. That's the food news eventually portion yeah. of Natch 88. New Whisper in your lover's ear. Text the Sound Hawk. What's that number, Sound Hawk? 303-548-6877. Three, three, 
not the velvet voice of a pro. If you text me and say, newsletter, email, I will send back a random emoji to confirm that I received it. Oh, well, that's your strategy. Yes. Other than typing a message, yeah. That's what yeah. emojis are for. Just to a save random time. emoji. Okay. I like the dancing lady in the red dress. I know you do. Or the two little, like, dancing... There's like two little girls. There's dancing. new emojis. Have you heard this? There's, there's a, a rock singer, male and female, modeled on a Bowie. Hmm. David I heard, Bowie emojis. I heard that they updated the peach emoji and it no longer looks like a butt. And a lot of people are upset about that. I would be upset. There's your food news. So what are the genital emojis? Eggplant, taco, peach? Taco? Savage. I didn't know about that. Chapter the, five. The year of magical thinking. Mm, Joan Didion. Do we need to... Remind people what this sure. book's about. Go for it. I was hoping you'd do that. <laughs> uh, this is about the time in Joan Didion's life after her husband, John Gregory Dunn, passed away uh, a few days before Christmas in 2003. Well done. Yeah. Gregory Dunn himself, a man of letters. A novelist. Highest if you will. estimation. That's mm, so good. And her daughter? Quintana. Rue. Oh, yes. Rue, as she's known. That's true. I'm just, I just followed up with her middle name after you said her first name. Oh, okay. This isn't a test. Yeah, she she was in she's in the hospital with like a septic infection and some sort of sorts pneumonia of nightmare. All sorts of problems. And then her husband dies. Oh my god. And then she's just exploring what it means to grieve in a powerful way. Yeah, she so is we're exploring in this book. it with her. We are exploring it. Chapter five is really kind of to me felt like kind of the memory dump chapter. It's like where you just start running through memories you have, and then it's just like following those thread of memories as they wander. Okay. Sounds good. During the past months, I have spent a great deal of time trying first to keep track of, and then when that failed, to reconstruct the exact sequence of events mm-hmm. that preceded and followed what happened that night. So she has a very clear mission initially. What, what exactly happened the night that he died, but then... Well, right above that, she keeps doing this uh-huh. in, the, in italics. You sit down to dinner and life as you know it ends. It's in a heartbeat little... or the absence of one? Well, How? I mean, I just keep... It's like I wrote, ah, stop. She just keeps coming in with these... I think she repeats these lines throughout, right? Are you telling her how to grieve? No, I'm just... It's very powerful, but it's like, oh my it's God, here it is again. You? Okay. I forgot where I was, but now I'm back. You sit down to dinner in life as you know it ends. Mm-hmm. Truth hurts. So a lot of the chapter is also about what happened to their daughter. bride five months before and whose chance of surviving the next day or two could now be calibrated at a point between 56 and 69%. Yeah, it's fucked up. Devastating. But she's so Savage. cool about it. She's so removed in her reporting of the... Of the she's clinical at times. At, at times. It's a, it's a coping mechanism. And it's a... Well, it's also like a... Heart. Cut through the yeah, bullshit they exactly. feed you at the hospital mechanism. Exactly. Like this. How to... So, her, wait a minute. Is this, is this the chapter? I've read this a while ago. Confession. You're way off, Mike. Okay. Um, is this... Does she get out of the hospital and then go to California? Or is this before that? I'm ready. <laughs> Teaser. Uh, what do you call that? This is when Shit. she's her Gremlin. daughter's in the hospital. You know what I was stumbling over last week? Gremlins. Fantasy. 
Fantasy football, fantasy no, league. No, you came up with that, and then oh. I told you, no, that, that is... like a whole minute of one of these episodes where I was like... <laughs> well, I think the reason I didn't arrive there with you is because it has yeah, nothing to do with Well, but that's what football. I was thinking of. All right. Glad we brought that up, though. Well, here I am highlighting this. How does flu morph into whole body infection? You, I highlighted in a different place, because yet again, she italicized and repeated it for dramatic okay. effect. I put, why do we seek these answers when there aren't any... I see this question now as the equivalent of a cry of helpless rage. Another yep. way of saying, how could this have happened when yep. everything was normal? Yeah. Oh, I highlighted a that A normal too. day. Normal. It's another touchstone for her. How to live. How like before tragedy, when you look back on it, everything seems like it was normal. Oh. Perfectly ordinary. There's a nice little another just devastating blow. The presents <laughs> Quintana had been unable to open on Christmas night because she was in the ICU. Yep. Great. Happy holidays. But so then she starts, she, she casts herself adrift on the sea of memories, Mark. I don't know if you realize that that's do. what's I happening in this chapter. Right look at this. I keep, uh, this She's just, talking about taking vacations with friends. Yes. We talked about renting Lee Grant's house yes. above Zuma Beach and opening a restaurant to be called Lee Grant's house. Oh, so clever. Catherine and John and I would take... Gene. Gene. I think, I think it's a Frenchman. Catherine and John and I would take turns cooking, and oh, John and no. Brian and Conrad no. would take turns running the front. Male-female thing there, buddy. The Malibu survivalist plan got abandoned because Catherine and Conrad separated, and Brian was finishing a novel, and John and I went to Honolulu to do a rewrite on a picture. This Look is at life. that lifestyle. That's not my life. I wish that was my life. Going to Honolulu to finish a picture? Go it. Well, I, I, well, look, I, it seems I pretty beachy now, things. but then some bad shit happens, dude. Well, I know, but at least Be she thankful had the beachy for what part. Got. I want the beachy part for a while. Be thankful for your herpes ridden kitchen and your unhealthy food. <laughs> Don't have a herpes ridden kitchen. And I eat pretty healthy. I just think I'm being dumb. I'm going to eat healthy for the for planet. For a stray not dog. For myself. I remember that we all what? made souf- souffles. That's a great party. Everybody bring a souffle. A souffle party. So 70s. When's that going to take off? Uh, we did creme caramel with the vanilla for a while, but nobody liked to caramelize the sugar. That's okay. I'll still eat it. Yeah. Hey, I boarded the plane barefoot. It was that period, 1971. Are you kidding me? Oh, did I? <laughs> yeah, you need to calm down. What has become of us? What has Listen become to this. By the end of the us? chapter, though, uh, is that, look at, see, here's <laughs> the sea of memories is starting to settle. Okay. And she, uh, her mind drifts to a raft, Mark, a burning raft. Oh, this is the sati. Widows did not throw themselves on a burning raft out of grief. The burning raft was instead an accurate representation of the place to which their grief, not their families, not the community, not custom, their grief had taken them. Carried away by your grief, Mark. Well, I... That's real. Wait a minute, where was that part? There's your burning raft. Yeah, I understood for the first time the meaning and the practice of sati? Sati? Sati. What are you talking about? I don't know how to pronounce it. Sutty. 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 Shit. Sticks. That's a river. No. Sutty. Do you know what it is? It's the same thing. But I thought I'd share it with you. It's the river Sticks? It's an obsolete Hindu funeral custom where a widow immolates herself on her husband's pyre. Oh, yeah. I've heard of that. Just jump on that shit. Seems like fun. Seems sad. Uh, chapter six, then. Chapter six. Oh, listen to this. This is like. Then so we I got one for you. This is my story. Well, we've talked about Carlos Castaneda. Oh yeah. In reference to this book and how he don't say it like that. How death is always over your left shoulder. Left or right? Left. Left. Okay. Listen to this. I knew. Okay, I got. Oh, wait. After okay. Well, she's talking about when she's walking around in New York, and there's a shower of gold spangled very fast, a falling. Uh, yeah. Of, of the bright. That's one of my notes. Okay. What are you saying about that? 
that that's where she's like, she had the overwhelming feeling of death being close to her. Right? Yeah. It's like death over the left shoulder. Oh, you're I saying knew that's okay. No, oh. a few years before that in California, I had dreamed an image that when I woke, I knew had been death. The image was that of an ice Island, the jagged Ridge seen from the air off one of the channel islands, except in this case, all ice translucent, mm. a blued white glittering in the sunlight. Unlike dreams in which the dreamer is anticipating death, inexorably sentenced to die, but not there yet, there was in this dream no dread. Do you want to build Acceptance a snowman? of death. I had a similar vision. You know Did where you? I had it? In the kitchen in Cold Spring when we were working with a uh, client of ours out Assumed of the studio. to be named. I had a... It's the first time I'd ever seen stars. I think I was... Stars? Yeah. Like in the sky? No. Are you that much of a city kid? No. You mean, oh, you like, you got lightheaded and you saw glittering stars? I saw the glitter, the, the, all this stuff she said. What did she say? You said it. It's Spold, not... spangled, blah, blah, all this stuff. That's not death. That's just a precursor to tinnitus brought on by your <laughs> sorghums. It was, I think we hadn't, hadn't eaten well that day, traveling. It was a pressurized situation. It was right when they said like, hey, you guys get on the mic too. Join the show. You were like, I was like okay. Are you sure you weren't just starstruck? Well, maybe. And then about a minute in, I looked up and it... Uh, just this little, it was like a meme. It was like a, an effect on a Instagram photo. No, on a text. It's a little blue and flashing lights of white just ringing the periphery of my vision. It was very, I thought it was over, but it wasn't. Thank God you lived through that uh, evening, Mark. Cause How dare you minimize that story? I'm not, man. I'm saying I'm glad you didn't die because we did some good work out there. Oh, yeah, we did. Life goes on. Um... Was it because I was still understanding it as something that had happened to me? Why, so this is following up on your, we've seen the star death, we've done the ice island. Why, if those were my images of death, did I remain so unable to accept the fact that he had died? Right? She won't accept it. Which is why she wouldn't read the obituaries, why she wouldn't throw out clothes, why she wouldn't mm -hmm. something. Was it because I was failing to understand it as something that had happened to him? Was it because I was still understanding it as something that had happened to me? This is a fundamental problem we have as humans. Really? Do tell. And I'm going to share with you, by way of precursor, a short segment that you have to place for me once I hit play, okay? Okay? You ready? All right. 26 seconds. Let's see if I, I don't want to do any extra work. Just hit the play. Mic. Look, I told you I was a stepping two. I ain't disrespecting you, son. You want it to be one way. What? You want it to be one way. Man, I I know what this is. That's Charles S. Dutton from Menace to Society, is it not? Uh, wow, the confidence is is impressive, but it is not. Uh, <laughs> are you sure? That's Marlo Stanfield on the wire. Oh God, I swear they say like something real similar to that in Menace to Society. You want it to be one way. It's the other way. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you want to hide from yourself. We tell ourselves all these stories to try to make sense of things and pretend things aren't what they are and your ear isn't ringing and your back isn't hurting. It's the other way. All right. Just accept it. Radical acceptance. That's the answer. It's my answer to tinnitus. It's getting oh, worse. Man. There you go. But it's also getting better. Marlo Stanfield. That's and then she, to kind of close out the chapter, she, what are I we think on it's next? almost like she goes on the memory train again. 
Well, actually, I have to read but it it's again. that thing where you you like have a thought and it just sets off a domino of thinking. Like she talks about, she remembers that he wanted to go to Paris. She didn't want to go. Yes. He said it's it's going to be the last time I'll ever go or something like that. Yeah. Something kind of cryptic. Right. So she's like, I'll fuck it, we'll go. I'll underline that. And then she's seeing ads in the International Herald Tribune that like remind her of their time in Paris. And then she's just like seeing little nuggets, little flecks of their life, like scattered about her daily life. Yeah. Well, just to, just to wrap up that little Paris memory. Yeah. 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 Uh, he said he had a sense that if he did not go to Paris in November, he would never again go. I interpreted this as blackmail. That settles it. Then I said, we're going. He left the table. We did not speak in any meaningful way for two days. Just that's just, just the mundanity. Yeah. Strong woman. Uh-huh. Jesus, a tiny strong woman is what I'm getting out of this book. She is. She looks bird-like, but she's also beast-like. And you know what? Like as is this interlude. It is. But first, real quick, it saddens me to say there's magical thinking, more magical thinking going on in this house again right now because Nicole's uncle, oh god, passed away a few days ago. There He'd is been something fighting a pretty brutal, nasty cancer that. They said he had about six months to live when they diagnosed him, and he lived about almost three years. Hmm. Last time I saw him, he lives uh, like in the San Luis Valley, has his own little cabin down there, hunts hmm. all his own food. He has two daughters and a son. He's fed them almost exclusively their whole lives on food that he killed, like deer and elk that he hunted, killed, wow. processed, fed them. I've had his processed. venison. <laughs> well, he, I think he had some friends who like processed wild game. But oh. I mean... And Nicole's dad would go with him. Nicole's dad the word do. doesn't okay. like can't Break shoot the animals. Break he do, he doesn't animal. have the stomach to actually kill an animal, but he goes and oh, it's in the butcher trade. Helps that. Charlie break down the animal and haul it off the mountain. Uh, and he was just he was a hilarious dude. There was a darkness about him, but there was also great levity to him. And he was a freaking ox, man. I'm telling you, when we went down to see him, he was very frail and weak. He had been on an ATV a few days early before we were down there, and like hit a big bump and caused some compression fractures in his spine oh my God. that were healing. And then they'd gone in with a laser and shrunk a bunch of tumors that were on his spinal yeah. column. Yeah. Like this dude was in a lot of pain, yeah. but like he still managed and I, over the past year. He's, he'd been pretty frail every time I'd seen him, but the energy and uh, like he, when he saw our kids, it was like he would turn it off for a minute and he was so happy to see them and so sweet and kind to them. And yeah. I'm glad they have some nice memories of uncle Charlie. And, uh, uh yeah, we're thinking, I'm thinking of his family. Uh, right lovely now. memorial. Yeah. And my oh, poor wife, like she's, she lost her grandmother at the end of last year. And now her aunt has passed and her uncle, all people she was very close to. Shout out to, you know what? Gone in an instant. Old, uh, th- he never, listens to this, he never listens to this show, but our grizzled veteran friend of the journalism ranks, Hank. I'm going to see him later this week. Same thing. Wait, what? Three back-to-back, like... For Hank? Bad health outcomes in his family. Close to him. Not him. Right. And so when I talk to him, it's like, ah, you know, I don't want to make it about me. Like, well, it's, <laughs> it is worse for the other person who may have succumbed to some illness... But you've got three of them circling around you. That gets to be a, a little bit of bad mojo. Yeah. And I mean, her aunt and her uncle, like both. And now. Battled some really intense illnesses for a long time. And that's not easy uh, to watch. I don't, don't tell me that. Both of them so strong. Don't, I don't know. Don't do it. I can't and handle just it. just whittled away. No, I can't handle that. 
Well, I've got some something a little jaunty for you that should uh, set it up. Help Give me some music mood. so I can. So this actually comes from GarageHangover.com, a site we've been frequenting frequenting lately. This is Kenneth Kenneth Rexroth. <laughs> the song is, is that a real name? <laughs> Kenneth Rexroth. The song is called "In the Wood," mm. and it's from his album "Poetry." Plus motion, was that what and it was? And jazz. And jazz, poetry. Oh, look at him. Kenneth Reth- Rexroth, poetry. Oh, is this the picture you said? And jazz. Under the fireflies is hardly audible, resonant, profound at the edge of hearing. I can just see your eyes and wet lips, invisible, solemn, fragrant. Your flesh opens to me in secret. No, no further enigma. After all the years, there is nothing stranger than this. We who know ourselves as one doubled thing move our limbs, deft implements, one fused lust, our mysteries in each other's arms. At the wood's edge, in the moonlight, we dropped our clothes and stood naked, swaying, shadow mottled, enclosed in each other and together, closed in the night. We did not hear the whippoorwill, nor the aspens whisper, the owl flew silently or cried out loud, we did not know, we could not hear beyond the heart. not see the moving dark light stars stood or moved the stars fell they all fall we had not known Then compact, blazing through air into the earth. We were formed like meteors. That one goes out to Defe. That's Stardust, baby. 
Kenneth Rexroth. I could not take a whole album of that. I am picking up whatever you are putting down, Kenneth Rexroth. Thanks for. I am sold. I am yours. You're going to listen to it five more times. Food news. You know it. Eventually. Kick us off. Growing food with seawater and solar power. Found this one from Wahoo. Hat tip. Wahoo Omaha Dillon. Matt Dillon. In a desert region of southern Australia is a farm that grows and supplies 15% of the entire country's tomatoes without using soil, fresh water, or fossil fuels. You say tomato. Earlier this month, Sundrop Farms marked the launch of what it called the first commercial-scale facility of this calibre in the world, which uses solar power to desalinate seawater and operate greenhouses in order to grow more than 15,000 tons of the red fruit each year. Their tomatoes are being sold in hundreds of markets across the country. How chic. You want to know how they do it? Sure, Mark. Read, read to me from this article. Hydroponically. Too loud. Which, interestingly enough, some of the fringe, some of the, the, the leading, some most of the- organic voices of the organic fringe in the organic movement, they're saying hydroponic can't be organic. Uh-oh. I thought you were going to say leading strains of... Or maybe they're saying you Sticky can't. Icky. Maybe they're they're just saying people are sneaking it in and getting an organic label, whether and you don't know if it actually was. I wonder if organic is really as important. Oh, Our tomatoes are grown. This is Sundrop Farms. They're grown hydroponically in coconut coir. Yeah, that's right. It took me forever to figure out how to pronounce that. C O I R, coir. 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 I looked coir. it up. Coir. Eliminating the need for soil. You want to know? Hey, Mark, co- what's coir? I'll tell you. It's a coconut fiber. Oh, okay. It's the husky stuff. You extract it from the husk and use it in products like floor mats, doormats, brushes, mattresses, probably Subway sandwich rolls. Coir is the fibrous material found between the hard internal shell and the outer coat of the. It's great for. It's rot resistant, boasts near perfect pH. Biodegradable. Great. They I do really, it in that. really knocked that one out of the park. <laughs> I got bored reading it. Um, I don't know. I mean, great, right? Yeah. Hey, we're, we need That's a all... meaningful percentage. 15% of all the tomatoes in Australia are done in this Uber. It says, so it took a lot of money to build the facility, but yeah. then it doesn't take anything to run it. See, that's good. You make a big upfront investment because desalination ain't cheap. You need a big-ass centrifuge, don't you? And probably. Sounds like you need a centrifuge. Spinning something that big is going to take a lot of sun juice. Some centrifuging is going on. And then... Great, you can do it with tomatoes, but you can't do it for a lot of stuff, right? It's like, yeah. oh, let's do this for everything. No, you can't grow rice. Can you do it for something that's way. not inflammatory? Exactly, nightshades. Because Tom Brady, so that's not going to help him win another you know who AFC would need a championship. Emma Morano, unless you put it in front of her and <laughs> told her it was an egg. <laughs> <laughs> so much for your undying respect for her. Uh, why I will continue to eat Soylent pretty much no matter what. Elizabeth Toby. Medium.com. Oh, wait, you got, I'll look up who she is. But tell us who sent us this story, Josh. Another hat tip. Hat tip for G. G Bags. Greg Bagney. Elizabeth Toby, head of community engagement at Medium. Yep. So she's not just... Look at her. She she's is a young. client. She's not just a client. She is she's a, social, socially adept. I'm not just the president of Hair Club for Men. I'm also a client. Off- That's what I was looking for. So Elizabeth... Has a case. She says, I still have a case of Soylent Coffeeist and drink 2.0 drinks in my fridge. And despite the fact that something mysterious has gone awry with Soylent's newest release, the food bar, 
as covered well, on this podcast. I don't podcast. know when she wrote this, but update, they recalled them. I think this was after that. I think she still doesn't give a shit. Okay, she's she's not going to send back her food bars. Well, just a quick aside, they Actually, recalled them. I'm not them, sure if that's true. And then they also said it's not, there's no toxicities by the, like a food intolerance, not even a food allergy. Yeah, weren't, it was like pretty okay. cocky. They were sort of like, yeah, maybe you're just not the right, they were, you're not cut from the right cloth to be on Team Soylent. They kind of turned it into an exclusive thing. Maybe your fragile system can't handle our superfood. And then, and then in line with that, they said, "Send us back your bars, and we'll eat the rest of the cake, the rest of the box." Yeah, which I and respect. Nobody got sick. Yeah, but they're I not respect, wasting. I respect that they're not wasting food. I respect that they have the balls to do that, but it's also that still like us versus them. We're the Team Soylent. We can eat. We can. We can handle this shit. Yeah, we can do whatever we want. Uh, I'm still not throwing my drinks out and I'm still going to drink them regularly. Soylent has all the nutrients you need to sustain you during physical exertions. And it has so much less sugar. She's got a point here than any other exercise bar or supplement drink I've ingested. And bonus, it doesn't taste terrible or make you fart anymore. Oh, Liz. Shout out Vega Sport Bar. We've had two today. Gets us through every podcast. I like those 15 grams of sugar balanced with 16, or no, 16 grams of sugar, 15 grams of protein. And a solid G of uh, omega-3s. I know I've got kind of a oversized football jersey on right now, but there is some peck definition happening underneath. Continue with Liz. Pecs by Vega, not by Soylent. Uh... I don't like sweet, and for some inexplicable reason, all energy bars are sickly sweet. It's not inexplicable. Most people like sweet, Liz. You're an outlier. Congratulations. Well, I'm go- I, I support that. Less sweet. As you're mowing down Cliff Builder mowing bars. Mowing down? Yeah, you eat Cliff mowing. Builder bars, which are even sweeter than Vega bars. I don't know. Mewing like a kitten? I do. I've been trying the new uh, Cliff Nut Butter Filled Bar. It's very small, but it... Packs a big load. It's a yum. Big load of nut. So when Soylent Bars come back on the market, I'm going to buy another case. And I'll eat it on a long bike ride with only mild fear that I might accidentally poop myself (laughs) in the saddle. (laughs) Okay. Uh, That's that's what it takes to be on Team Soylent. I like that. But she also, she does talk about how she respects. That's a good quote by Liz. Soylent. Excuse me. I guess that she wrote it. Well, she loves Soylent's mission of trying to eliminate hunger. Sure. Which I'm I'm into that. So she says, all chance having some watery excretions. Good God, Liz. She's coming with the uh, descriptors here. So that someday, maybe people stop dying because they have nothing to eat. Okay. Okay. I I mean, all right. I like the the enthusiasm. It's not either or, right? You might... Deserve a well. She does talk in this article. Bar that doesn't make you shit your pants <laughs> and still accomplishes it's a small all those price to pay to save the world. Mark. Goals. She also does say in this article that she's a foodie and loves cooking mm, meals for herself. Yeah, please don't. Yeah, just that, it's I almost just, as bad as saying that. Lost it right there. Um, oh, you're checked out. Okay, I Taking guess we'll, I guess we'll move on. I'm considering an entirely new Ansel Adams over here social media strategy that involves just nothing but pictures of the cat during the show. How about pictures of the, look Fucking at this beautiful Graham. iris bloom no, right in front of your face. It is, it's beautiful. Uh, you know what this kind of reminds me of a little bit though is, do you remember? Those uh, are some choice quotes. Pro. Yeah, good jo- Well, good job to you for selecting them, to her for writing them. <laughs> more, more the curation here is what we're <laughs> yeah. impressed with. All right, go ahead. I interrupted. I don't know if you remember like eight months ago, maybe. Sure. Uh, we were in this household experimenting with Isogenics products. Ugh. With 
a grain of salt for me. And I think Nicole too. We're kind of like, yeah. What we liked about it was that it created some, some habits. We actually still take a lot of vitamins now. From them? No. But I have a little raft of vitamins. So the, I, there's no more isogenic I curate quotes. I also curate vitamin selections. Ugh. I've got some joint health vitamins. I've, oh got, I've got some the, the herbal tinnitus pills. I've got oh vitamin boy. D. I've got vitamin B12s. I've got krill oil. <sighs> that might be it. Don't, uh, Jesus Hilarious. Me. Next time you go in for your cholesterol checkup or whatever that is, I want you to go in and say, I'm a little concerned about my B12 levels, so I've been supplementing. She will laugh in your face. <laughs> well, she probably won't because no, she, she knows not, who you not, are. She's not, no, <laughs> she won't laugh. She's not some snobby kingmaker. She'll be in the back of her mind. She's got a leg up. She'll be laughing. Like, oh, boy. Wait, what's so funny about B12? Oh, no, B12s? you're doing it for your hangovers. I don't have hangovers. What's so, what's so funny about B12? Oh, okay. Well, I don't. I mean, you're fine. I like drinking some IPAs. You get, oh, you gave the up B12s a lot of meat. Offset I guess that shit, you're, bro. You're what? The B12s offset the... Offset what? What? I didn't hear the you. The intensity of my IPAs. <laughs> my nightly IPAs. <laughs> yeah. That might be... I don't know. You're probably fine on B12s. I forgot you gave up meat, though. Most of it. Keep I'm going to make a wild, wild bird. We're hosting Thanksgiving here. Oh, you're going to... That's good. Cook a turkey. Oh, God, that sounds like a stress nugget. Dude, it's joyous and easy. Oh, it, it's not, what are you talking about? Christ maybe it's sake. just me. I don't know. Yeah, I maybe it's, it's just, just you, me. Yeah, Captain Sorghums. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, all I was saying was that the soil and stuff kind of reminds me of isogenics in that, like, Nicole, some of the people who recommended it to her, like, openly admitted that, yeah, it's kind of culty and creepy, <laughs> but it works. It, it meets tough, tough conditions. the goals that you've set out for it. I remember when those $1,000 cardboard boxes would show they up. They weren't $1,000. Oh, yeah, they were, dude. You told me that. I never. They, we never spent $1,000. That is not true. That is true. You know, they were a couple hundred dollars. We did mm. not spend thousands of dollars. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Check the tape, broham. I'll, I'll check your isogenics account. Now check this. Essentially, check your network, your downstream, see how it's performing. <sighs> Essentially witchcraft, a former naturopath takes on her colleagues. Uh-oh. Stat News, Megan Thielking, Peter Thielking reporting. Oh, God. Megan Thielking, rough last name to have right now. Brit Hermes spent three years practicing naturopathy. Not right. Naturopathy. Right. A broad-reaching form of alternative medicine that focuses on natural, that's in air quotes here, care. Okay, including I don't like the attitude already. From this you, article? Yeah, yeah. Including herbal remedies, acupuncture, which works, by the way, and discredited practice of homeopathy, which I think probably also works. That's what you're doing with your ears, by the way, I think. Yeah. I, I thought just this morning I was laying in bed. Although, what is that? What is the homeopathic treatment for tinnitus? It's a bunch of herbs designed to calm the organs of the inner ear. Yeah, but I don't think that's... My understanding of homeopathy is you take a little bit of the... It's like a vaccine. Take a little bit of the bad and you eat it, and it. it oh right! It, so you're it saying I've got tinnitus pills? Maybe it's but got I mean, dead ear hairs. Dead ear hairs. Yeah, maybe they're eating dead. Dead ear inner ear hairs. You're eating alien. I was thinking about doing some acupuncture though. In your ear? I don't know. I'm sure they don't jam needles in your ear canal, but I've done acupuncture on my back. It works. I got a great acupuncturist right here in Park Hill. You walk there. She's good. 
I've got one in That's a, your couch. Uptown. I can't do it. Probably safer it. to walk to an acupuncturist because every time I've gone to one, I've left feeling there, yeah, yeah, just out of my head. Yeah, you're whacked out. Uh, um, but no. unease about a colleague's ethics led her to look more closely at her profession. Okay, hit it. Hit me, Thiel King. Um, What's the ding? Give me the ding. I'm ready. I'm not. Why are you making me wait? Give me the ding. Many naturopaths tout dietary supplements or remedies. Yep. We covered that in vitamin Hell infusions yeah, they do. for healing. They totally do. 4,400 licensed naturopaths in the U.S. are organizing and pushing for more yeah. legitimacy. So there's sure. a big push I happening in concert with her poo-pooing. are organizing. Yeah. In May, more than 100 aspiring and practicing naturopaths descended on Capitol Hill to rally support for a federal pilot program that would allow them to be reimbursed by Medicare mm. for some patients. Always a big deal in the professional channel of dietary supplements, reimbursement. Yeah. Under an insurance paradigm. A tough sell. Yes. Because they can't prove results. Yes. Because the whole system is built on a pharmaceutical model. Yeah. Which is... The, you can stretch that beyond. Except the, Obamacare loosened it up. No, the alter, the uh, 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 alternative medicine act, alternative. Uh, but I think it's because fuck. of that pharmaceutical line of thinking that? that we're so quick to poo-poo these kind of remedies they, because they don't produce instant, instant trackable results. Oh, shit. And they don't. You know, I think it's kind of snar- start us in snowflake. Just like the three egg diet works for Ellen, Emma, <laughs> and <It's>, Ellen. <laughs> uh. What was his name? ACA uh, Alternative Care Act. Oh. Affordable Care Act. Affordable Care Act. Affordable Care Act. Yeah, um, there were provisions in there that loosened things up for the alternative crowd and said, "You, you bring you to the table." Yeah, we'll try it out. So there's the dietary supplement world that you live in, oh. buying things off the shelf at Sprouts, Costco, and Sprouts. There's a professional up. channel where you can only get them. You know that they're high quality and all this. And you pay more for them, but you get them through like a naturopath. And they are smarter about prescribing them to you like a doctor would. It's smarter about charging you more for them. Absolutely. But, you know, that's a professional channel through which to sell this stuff. And the naturopath is positioned to be sort of that, that's your general, that's your, that's your primary care physician. That's your PCP. Look at you. That's your PCP. Look at you. You populate this Google Doc. You threw this story in there so you could just have your own little moment. No. I, I hadn't I'm even read. the Gilded Insider. I hadn't even read it. Very, oh, so coy. Is there anything else? Uh, so why? How did Hermes become a naturopath? Right yes. now, she's against it. How did uh, Hermes become a naturopath? She became obsessed with the idea of being able to treat psoriasis without prescription meds. Huh. She went on to enroll at Bastyr University, I mean, an, that's, an alternative medicine school. Is that the thing to get obsessed about? Have you, uh, you clearly have not suffered from psoriasis? It's uh, did she suffer from it, or a loved one did? Yeah, she had psoriasis. She wanted to cure it without taking medicine. Yeah, it's bad. I get it. It's fucking debilitating, dude. It's annoying. It's debilitating? I think so. People go on some pretty intense drugs. Yeah. Humira. I have a friend whose dad passed away not long ago, and his liver had been destroyed by a psoriasis drug. (laughs) Oh, oh, by a drug. But, okay. (laughs) Well, I mean, like, clearly. That's funny. Well, it was bad enough that he was willing to take like a pretty hardcore drug. The psoriasis. The psoriatic skin led to a drug. That then ruined the liver. Is what you're he took me. a drug to try and cope yes. with his psoriasis. You're not telling me that psoriasis. No, stuck psoriasis his liver. didn't do it to his liver. <laughs> okay, the treatment did. That would be what is that called? If you're an alcoholic, cirrhosis. 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 Oh no, I know why I said cirrhosis. No, no, I I had an idea so once. No, I thought it'd be cool to have a bar called cirrhosis. Oh, like but it was neurosis. like with an apostrophe s. Oh, where it's like you're the person's name is cirrhosis. 
So it's like cirrhosis. Oh, that's pretty good. It's a hard drinking bar. Three happy hours a day. All right. Peel you off the floor. You bet. 8 a.m. Whoa. Hey, now. I heard that. Um, So, yeah, she enrolled at this university in Washington State, one of a half dozen naturopathic, naturopathic and alternative medicine universities in the U.S., but right, then she has a job. She finds out that one of her superiors has been giving people Wait. this untested drug. This drug hasn't been cleared by the FDA from Ukraine. She thinks it's fucked up. She's <gasps> like, I'm getting out. Like, I'm getting out. But after she quit her job, she finds herself in a serious bind, bro. She couldn't get a job in the medical field or teaching medical science and academia with a naturopathic degree. She had spent more than $200,000 in four years on an education she felt she could no longer use. Ooh, so happy. Bastyr is a good place to go if you're going to study. Yeah. I was just thinking of Meldonium. Remember Maria Sharapova and her Meldonium? She was taking, I don't know, whatever that is. Whatever. The steroid? Or, oh, yeah, like she, the banned substance. She took a drug for years for a medical reason. What the? Oh. Um, those waveforms are intense. Bro, we're on point, dude. Um, Live in the studio. It's neither here nor there. Okay. Match 88. Text the sound hawk whisper in your lover's ear. Um, do we want to keep going with this one? I think, I think we're good. Really? Sure. What else do I have here? That's fine. I got the Oh, so what do nat- but what do the naturopaths hold on to? What do they cling to as their victories? Okay. 2009 study published in PLOS1. 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 Well, it's Cav- I don't know if they're yep. going by the acronym. Okay, that's fine. You've consulted with PLOS1? I know them. Again, Open access clinical yeah, re- research. Yeah. Just Citizen science, people's research. They looked at 75 patients with moderate to severe anxiety. Yeah, they were enough. treated with either a standard psychotherapy intervention that included deep breathing techniques oh boy. or a naturopathic treatment that included dietary counseling, deep hmm. breathing techniques, multivitamins, hmm. and an herbal medicine called ashwagandha. 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 Killer. Ayurvedic. Bring it. Eastern As meds. Kingmaker, I broke Ashwagandha. I like that little cocktail. Back in 2008. Nope. That is um, a nice little recipe right there. How to do? Tell me how it did. Both groups saw significant improvements in anxiety, but the naturopathic patients also reported more improvements in ancillary quality of life measures. The study did not, however, single out the individual effects of each treatment component to Man. figure out what, if anything, gave the naturopathy recipients the added boost. And that right there is the whole problem. You can't prove it. So. What? Gains. There's so many words mispronounced in that delivery. What? Which ones? Naturopathy, maybe it's I said fine. wrong a couple times. It's fine. They were close. Which ones, fucker? Well, so 75. No, 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 no. You, no. Ancillary? Listen, listen to the tape. You'll be fine. What? Is it ancillary? Yeah, I think he did that one wrong. Um, 75 is, you know, not a lot of people, but. <laughs> not a huge study, is no. it? But it's. And then. These people, so you had two control groups here, right? And did one, they both did better. That's great. And one did more better, but then you can't really say why, even though they had all this bit bigger cocktail of stuff going on. I get it. Right. If it makes you feel better. I I could see us going to naturopath someday. It'd be a whole different approach. It's like you go get your checkup from your doctor and she goes, you're LDL's eye. You might need to take this drug. And you'd be like, Ooh, here's a stat. And you're like, check, please. I'm going to try diet first. And then you go. Okay, it's not quite working well. I'm, I'm gonna take that step. Let me go to this naturopath. Yeah. We're gonna do this. Well, here's the thing. I need Diet. to. I need Rick to go to an rice. ENT soon. Got to get my ears checked, dude. Oh, no. it's getting pretty bad. Oh God. I mean, the ringing is constant, but now, like when I speak, 
And when certain people speak to me at certain angles or in certain environs, like it sounds okay in here. But when like last night I was at the drinking dad's night and I was talking to someone and he was right next to me, but like every word he said was like causing my like tinnitus to ring. It was like, (laughs) like with his speech, it's fucking driving me nuts. Are you going to give him the alien story? No, I didn't. I kept it to myself. I didn't talk about my tinnitus last night. No, at the ENT. Yeah, fuck it. (laughs) But I bought some Debrox, which is like a over-the-counter medication that breaks up earwax. Maybe that that comes to mind. You could have just giant old wax plug in there. I think that might be what it is. Because I'm thinking back now. I took a we took a trip, a family trip. The whole clan went to Mexico. We went to an all-inclusive resort. And when at one was point, this? this was like January. What was oh, the years year? Ago. Elias was had just turned four, and Arya just turned two. Maybe all right. We're in the spa and there are these like in the, into the pool, there are these like faucets just dumping water into the pool and my head went under one and the water went into my ear and packed a bunch of my earwax in. But I like, so I basically couldn't hear out of this ear for like 24 hours and I tried cleaning it out with like, I made little, uh, toilet paper spears, was trying to get it out. It was driving me insane. Oh, don't do that. Oh no. And then I went to the, the nurse the next day and she flushed my ears and it was like magic because it had been long enough that it was like starting to feel permanent. And I was like having panic attacks about it. And then she just flushed it out. And it was like all of a sudden just just opened up. And then she showed me all the crap that came out. It was pretty disgusting. Mm. So I think I just need to go with my ears flushed. But I was trying to avoid having to go at all by just dousing myself with the brocks. And that's my story. <laughs> but anyway, I have to go to the ENT. But my point is. I'm likely to not find the answers I'm looking for there. Yeah, you might. Honestly, if, if I can just get it, get rid of this like enhanced ringing when I listen to sports radio in the car, I'll, I can live with tinnitus. Just get rid of this other shit because it's driving me fucking nuts. Yeah. It's making me irritable, Mark. I mean, I don't know. I'm no ENT, but yep. Sounds like sorghums, huh? Could be a wax thing. If it's not that, and they take a look and go, hey, it looks pretty good. Then you're in, the, then you're, then you're in my world. <laughs> what? Okay. What do you mean? Uh, have you have you thought about some deep breathing exercises? Yeah. <laughs> How's your stress level? Honestly, here's the other thing that I wouldn't be surprised if this happens. Sure, totally. This psycho fucking election cycle ends. Ooh. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it just dissipates. Because this morning I was having some serious anxiety. It's not. It's, it's freaking me out. Again, like, man. What the hell is going know. on? I don't. It, what kind of sick fuck are you to like break from procedure just to be cute? And like what? Cover your back. I I guess, but what's the point but of then covering? Then for it to, to have an impact. Even like, though there's like going nothing on? in there. I think it's, it, there's something else. There's it's some fucking bullshit story. is what it is. It's honestly, it's a double standard. It's because she's a lady. This shit would not be happening if it was some dude. It's fucking bullshit. And that dude, that guy. The worst. It's pretty bad. Can we please just put the arrogant white male to bed? Can it please happen? No. I'm fucking losing my mind. <laughs> it can't here. happen. She's just got to weather the storm until Jesus. hopefully enough of us voted early. I did. Yeah, I did. Did too. you vote? Oh, I voted. I went. You know what? I went to my. Double I dropped Trump. off my ballot. You sick fuck! <laughs> I dropped off my ballot and I'm like, I put it in the thing, the big box outside of the change. rec center. And then this guy walked up. He was friendly. He was like, "Hey, how you doing?" But he looked kind of. Ooh. I mean, I'm gonna generalize. Was he looked a like a, he looked just like he had no red hat or anything, but he like sized me up. And then I think because I'm white male too, he's like, "Hey." Hi. He was friendly. He was like, hi. He was like, hey, what's up? But then I turned and watched and he was like, he walked over and was like inspecting the what? drop box. Who 
Who's this guy? Hey, he's just making sure it's not rigged. Oh, jeez. I'd be like, dude. Well, I couldn't. There's a hundred feet, whatever that radius is. You can't speak to me. Go away. I don't care if people talk to me. Oh, I do. Not in that. You let me near that ballot box. It wasn't the it, ballot box, dude. I was just, it was the metal box that you put your ballot in, your mail That's the ballot box. That's right, the but it's not like he apply. was. He wasn't, a, it's a hundred feet around there. You can't like. He didn't, like come, he didn't come near he me or say close. anything. Was I was walking away. He, he was up. walking up. He said hi. He would. Up. I look back, and then he's kind of going over close to the box, like he thinks he, he could hear the buzzing coming out of your ears. And he was like, "Okay, I'll leave this one alone." Yeah, you can see the alien over my left shoulder. <laughs> he's got to be a waiting Trumpster. to fucking pounce. <laughs> he's got to be a Trumpster. Never fuck that clown. All right, I don't know what to do, man. We voted. We did our part. I can't get. I care a lot, but I don't. Brian Cranston saw in the news just now. He said he's definitely moving if Trump wins. Which you, you heard that threat a lot when George W. Bush was yeah. up for re-election, or maybe you just. <laughs> but now you're starting to believe. You know what? It. Oh no, we're gonna lose Brian Cranston. Hey, I like that guy. I like him too. Did you see Trumbo? Underrated film. Underrated performance. Trumbo. Trumbo. Son of a gun. Uh, One story left in today's show. Oh, I'm just saying it would be nice to have the means for that to be an option. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's always a means. Where are you going to flee to? Where is safe? Where are you going to... Nepal. Take... Cash out your savings. <laughs> Go to Nepal? <laughs> yeah. And then, But then you're kind of secretly hoping that things go awry so you the... can see your, tell your wife kids, See, I told you. Nah, I told you it was be... important that we move out here. You'd be, you'd be just meditating and begging all day. He wouldn't care. That sounds like quite a life. Ganges. Well, it depends. You want your little stuffs? You want your, your venti Tivana? That's not Tivana. That's my own brew. Fireberry. I don't know what to do. It so you got one more sense. story for us, Mark? Just we're running long here, dude. Yeah, we, we, were, we were doing great until something happened, went off the rails. You got going on something. One more. Sit back. The personalized nutrition revolution starts now. When? Now. You're good. Now. Now. Okay, I'm ready. Neil Grimmer. If you know Neil Grimmer. Is he a rimmer? He was a punk band guy. What band was he in, Mark? Uh, it was, good question. I think it's the name of his kids. He was called, it was called, uh, uh, shit. I didn't write that down. Now I gotta look it up. I'll look it up for you. You look it up. You start with your little story here. So he rose to stardom in the world of food by, uh, Founding and building and then selling Plum Organics, baby food. Put it in pouches. Put some exotic flavors in there. Babies don't have to eat white rice porridge. They can have quinoa. They can have kale. They can have... Quinoa, kale? Quinoa and kale. I'm sure there are others. So he's making a splash. They sold to Campbell's. He was there for a while. New New game in town. After Neil Grimmer sold his organic baby food startup to Campbell's Soup, he took a long, hard look in the mirror. The fast food, stress, and late nights involved with running a business had taken their toll. A typical entrepreneur, Grimmer was determined to do more than get a gym membership and eat more broccoli. He made an appointment with a functional medicine specialist. Was it a naturopath? Hmm. Who ordered a battery of tests. Grimmer was informed by the doctor in no uncertain terms that he was overweight, at risk for a heart attack, Aren't we all at risk for a heart attack? And verging on pre-diabetic. Aren't we all? Aren't we all verging on pre-diabetic? The doctor prescribed a meal plan to help Grimmer get in shape. 
Through nutrition and behavior change, I was able to get a lot of that back in line, he says. Did you know he was vice president for strategy and innovation at Cliff Bar? He was? Yep. I just read that on Bloomberg. Back in the day, huh? Yeah, but I still can't find out what his band was called. Oh, look, you, yes, you can. I'm still looking. Go to images and find a picture of him as a punk. It's great. Or, well, now he, now he just has this, the tattoo sleeves to prove it. They talk a lot about the tattoo sleeves. Like that's a novelty anymore. Well, on a food CEO, I guess it is. Bullshit. The company Habit, which is launching in January, offers a $299 blood test to screen for 60 biomarkers, including amino acids, vitamin levels, and blood sugar, as well as some genetic variants that may play a role in how an individual responds to diet. Boom. 300 bucks, you get that. The company is also attempting to test a user's metabolic rate through a challenge, which involves drinking a milkshake-like beverage to understand how they respond to fats, carbs, and sugars, and then sending in another set of blood tests. Boom. You get that. If I read this correctly, you take your own blood at home. I don't know what that means. Mm. If it's just a little finger prick, okay, but I don't know if we want to be tapping veins and um, probably not, right? Big deal. Take your blood. Then you get a 30-minute virtual consult with a registered dietitian. They stick you in one of seven buckets. One being protein All seeker. This for baby food? No, this is the new venture. Sorry, I, then, I was not listening to a lot want, of this. If you want, you can buy meals customized to your bucket, 12 to 15 bucks a piece. It's a meal kit service based on personalized blood diagnostics, food tailored for you. So eat right for your blood type 2.0, sounds like to me. Yeah, 2.0, above and beyond. My question is, is, is Neil, does he, uh, is this self-advertising that I was the, I'm yes. a punk rock? Yes. All right, then, sorry, buddy. Oh, I mean, I've met him, he's a nice guy. I'm sure he's nice, but I mean. Smart, shrewd, right. ahead of the curve on all this social okay. cause, B Corp, Benefit Corporation. But he's 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 a mar- he's got a marketer in him. He's got okay. a marketer in so him. So he maybe he's, he's got the sleeves to prove. Maybe he, maybe he's a little ashamed of marketing himself that way. No, 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 he's he's had some successes. I unfortunately I look at this and I'm like, I because I've been looking at this space for quite some time. I'm sure you have, Mark. And you know, I, you know what always, could boost? There was a great company called Wellness FX. I knew the guy. His name was Jim Keen. He was great. Brought him into the New Hope world and the MBJ world, and he eventually sold the company. And I don't know if it was a great exit, but he whatever. But it was just too soon. I did it. I went and got my blood drawn. I remember that. But I got the deep diagnostics. Hey, you gave a little speech about it. All sorts of different. Is that the one where you there was a there was a picture of all the supplements you're taking scattered on your I lawn? I did give that speech. Yeah, I, I got, got twenty three an me, idea. Got twenty three me for the for the genes. I did wellness FX for deeper blood diagnost- diagnostics. And none of them are helping you with your respiratory. So, that's issues. my point. It's too soon for all this stuff. None okay. of this. None of this. None of this has cured your sorghums. Look, none of it has changed my behavior in any real way. All right. Despite all that info, so we're in, I think we're in the information gathering phase. So it's like great. I, I just worry that we've got that that dream in the eyes of like, oh, we can put all the pieces together, but we're still not there. We're still mm. not there. As is the case. Final quote. With many Silicon Valley health startups, this is an article in uh, Fast Company. I was also quoting Neil himself on Medium, announcing the new venture. As is the case with many Silicon Valley health startups, the focus is on those who are tech-savvy, health-conscious, curious about data, 
and, most importantly, can afford to spend on both tests and healthy food. And then the writer goes on immediately in the next paragraph. In the United States, one-third of people are obese and another third are overweight. People who live in poverty are the most prone to obesity, with many lacking access to sufficient fresh ingredients, which increases the risk of chronic diseases like heart disease and type 2 diabetes. Those who have one or more of these diseases are responsible for 86% of overall health care spending, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Can scientific wellness help these individuals? Grimmer says he can't cheap out on the science of food, but... Can't help these individuals if they can't pay for it. That's what Is I that like the about this stuff. It's that, it's that veneer of like... We're going to save the world out of Silicon Valley. These people have all the answers. They don't. We need a billion dollars first. Peter Steele might. Ah, get out. Got the money that you can buy your way into like my consumer psyche? Yes, you can, but I don't like it. (laughs) Oh, fast company. not quite there. You know what? Neil will do a great job in terms of like positioning the company and helping people and food. I'm sure there'll be lots of programs for all that, but it's still kind of like a little too soon for this. Are you going to do a meal kit? personalized to your metabolic diet and your genetic variants. Can it cure tinnitus? Does it look like it? <laughs> hey, that's the first of many. Radical acceptance. <laughs> I'm fine, man. My back's feeling bad. It's like my back's really sore. Hey, we're the same. You got a back that's like, yeah, it's, it's there. Yeah. Usually it's okay. Yeah. It's like now more there's something like else going on. Stiffness than a oh, look at you. Now. Yeah, I've been having this too. My jaw right here, super huh? sore. Oh, no, I'm not. I was just... I got that finger. now. That's my third one. <laughs> Natch 88. This one time, my dad used to work at a record store back when I was a kid. It's called Apple Records, I think. He used to have an amazing record collection. Wow. Loved vinyl. Yeah, let's go out on a happy... Is this, this a happier one, note? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Then this one, he was super excited. He got the new Bad Company album. And I, don't, I don't know <laughs> if it was like the self-title or what, but... Oh, that's a good one. He lived in an apartment complex when I was born. Was a school boy. And so he had his brand new Bad Company record and he ran down. He had a friend, like one floor below, and he ran down and pounded on the guy's door and the guy answered the door and my dad was like, John, do you like, or no, what was the guy's name? My dad's name is John. Anyway, he's like, hey, do you like Bad Company? And his friend's like, yeah, sure, come in, John. As in like he's, he was Bad Company. Oh, I got it. Do you like Bad Company? He hadn't I showed, he didn't lift up the record. He was like, do you like Bad Company? I got it. It's like, sure, come on in. That's pretty good. It's better than, what was the other thing I was going to say? Oh, I think I know how we can make the newsletter even more impactful for subscribers. Tell me. Once a month, you don't know which newsletter it's going to be. You're going to get a link to one of Mark Brush's searing research decks. (laughs) Ooh. Yeah, that, I'm sure. That is like pure gold. The uh, in the, the right hands. and skateboarders will jump all over that. No. And the food CEOs would love to see a deck from the three CEOs, years ago. They'll be like, wait, we hired Mark to do something, and he already, I've seen half this deck before. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Oh, well, it's a good idea. All right. Well, it's time to go whisper in your lover's ear, I guess. Show. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Was it a good one? Probably decent. It's a few oh, thoughts, all right. Top notch, bro. Yeah. Well, we got to stop complaining about our health problems. I'm not complaining. I'm just well, mentioning. We've got to stop mentioning our health problems. We can write Why? It makes us more relatable. Well, Text the Soundhawk. What are you ailing with? Nobody's skating through life without some sort of twitch or ache. Tell us all about it. I don't want those texts. 
Oh, I'll just then send you that spiral is, after spiral. So definitely text the sound knock like, with your maladies. Wow, I, I had psoriasis. It turned into a uh, chronic lung condition. Chronic lung condition. <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 what was happening to me?